0: The scripture for this morning comes from Luke 24 and beginning at verse 1 and going through to verse 11. And it is actually entitled, Jesus Has Risen. (laughs) You're on the ball there. Jesus Has Risen. There we go. I heard one pop before. That was impressive. And it starts here. Luke 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, The women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. That would have been a mean feat. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He is not here. He has risen. He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised again. There we go. Then they remembered his words. And grab some spares if you've got some. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Little did they know that in fact, the Lord had indeed risen. (laughs)
1: With hindsight and having chanted a hundred choruses of he is risen in our lifetimes, it may be easy to read the scripture from Luke 24 and think we would never doubt the testimony of the women rushing back from the grave. But we must remind ourselves that even the 12 disciples didn't believe at first. Mary and the other women mentioned in Luke grew up in the same culture that the male disciples did. But their experiences would have been very different. The path to faith would have been difficult. They needed to navigate cultural norms, the spiritual taboo of female spirituality, and the male-centric rabbinical teaching of the day. It was only in the presence of Jesus that those differences melted away. Have you ever wondered why there were only women at the cross and the tomb that evening and morning? Why were they the first ones to hear, He is risen? If we are to reflect on this observation, we recognise that they'd seen Jesus deliver on promises and show them true equality. As usual, Jesus pushed against the grain of the typical social norms of the day by getting on the level of those he encountered. And better still, he elevated those who didn't automatically hold the higher social standings. So perhaps because of everything they had already witnessed of Jesus in their journey with him... This increased their belief that he would deliver on the rest of his promises too. Jesus revealed a deeper hope, greater than the women's past experiences of rejection and knowledge. At this point, sitting in the grief of witnessing the cruel cross experience and watching their Jesus die, they still would have had Jesus' promises swirling around their thoughts. And just like in that moment of numbness after their loss, they just had to know more. So quick, to the grave they went. Goodness knows what they thought visiting this grave would achieve. But sure enough, they got their answer. He is risen. (laughs) For many of us, our past and our experiences inform our hope or expectation of the now and future. Our childhood experiences can inform how we approach our adult lives. Our witness-to-life events can inform us on what to expect when we go through those same life events. I remember researching a lot about weddings when we were planning our own. Pictures, magazines, memories of weddings we had been to before, they all informed how we approached our own. The first time we try a new food can inform us how to approach it next time that it's offered. Our past experiences can inform our present and future approach. Sometimes those past experiences can hinder our view of present life, though. So in light of this concept, what past experiences do we need to place in the grave and leave behind so that we can see where Jesus is in our lives right now? If we have strongholds or misconceptions that are keeping us from true relationship with Jesus, truly seeing where he is working in our lives right now, then that's where we start to wrestle with sin in our lives. Sin is not only the direct disobedience of God's orders, will and perfection, but it's a lack of faith that blinds us to what God is asking and saying. Jesus' words and sacrifice mean that we have the pathway to peace right now. We can believe his promises to be true. The disciples doubted and couldn't believe the testimony right in front of them. Will we allow Jesus to bring revelation to past experience and relief from sin and unbelief? Hebrews 10, 8 to 10 says sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Following old traditions, imagine if we were still conducting sacrifices and offerings to God. I have recently been reading through Old Testament scriptures and the various types of offerings in all their detail. And there are different types of sacrifices and offerings for all sorts of situations. It's very confusing. But we now know that Jesus is our hope revealed for our past through providing forgiveness of our sins. Jesus is hope revealed for sin and disbelief That keep us anchored in the past. Through the sacrifice of the perfect lamb, we see something that would never be possible without Jesus. A once for all sacrifice that covers every sin, every blemish, every separation. Through Jesus' blood, our past is erased, our sin is removed and our hope is revealed. Hebrews 10.15 says, The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. Jesus provides power through Holy Spirit's presence to know God's will. For some of the disciples, Jesus' death signalled the end of a ministry of what might have been. Perhaps he had been simply another impressive rabbi. But for those who sat watching, waiting and willing for the power of God to do everything Jesus had said at the cross, the resurrection morning held promise that this might not end here. All they needed were those three words... He is risen. (laughs) I imagine what the disciples were going through overnight and into the next day. They were hidden away, scared for what was to come for them, still questioning what their next move would be without their teacher in their midst. How likely would it have been for them to be feeling confident in everything Jesus had told them right at that moment? Dolly Parton sings in her song, He's Alive, about the story of the morning of the resurrection from another angle. Just listen to these words as they unpack a view of that morning. The gates and doors were barred and all the windows fastened down. I spent the night in sleeplessness and rose at every sound. Half in hope of sorrow and half in fear the day would find the soldiers breaking through to drag us all away. And just before the sunrise, I heard something at the wall. The gate began to rattle and a voice began to call. I hurried to the window, looked down into the street, expecting swords and torches and the sound of soldiers' feet. But there was no one there but Mary. So I went down to let her in. John stood there beside me as she told me where she'd been. She said they've moved him in the night and none of us know where. The stone's been rolled away And now his body isn't there. And the song goes on, but you can imagine your feelings right then. Jesus had told his disciples to wait for him. He would be resurrected. Even when they couldn't see him, they should have hoped for what he would do. The women who gathered at the tomb hoped to see Jesus revealed in the now. Not just a warm, fuzzy memory of what he'd done for them in the past. It wasn't until the women encountered the angelic presence at the tomb that they remembered his words if we allow jesus to speak where we are he will reveal where he has always been and where we should be joining him this is the powerful work of the holy spirit remembrance ephesians 1:17-21 says i keep asking that the god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better And every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Hope is revealed in our present when we align ourselves, when we press into the word and stand in close proximity to Jesus. Only then will we begin to see him moving in our lives. It will literally surprise you how often you will notice those holy coincidences creeping into your everyday, And your life transforms in the here and now. With our interceding advocate, Holy Spirit, hope is revealed in our present. Jesus is our hope for the future, providing promises for our lifetime and our eternity. The verses in Hebrews about the sacrificial rituals illustrates how futile the efforts of the priests and earthly sacrifices were at bridging the gap between humanity's sin and God's perfection. The presence of God would only fill the temple, never the people. The blood of the sacrifices worked only provisionally and temporarily, but never eternally. The priests served as proxy and imperfectly, a cast apart, while the rest of the tribe carried on in the unordinary and unsanctified. But when Jesus came, everything changed. Hope revealed itself by the perfect sacrifice of his blood. For by one sacrifice he was made perfect forever, those who are being made holy. We are now the temple of God, and the presence of God fills us corporately. We are now his people, and his power commands us daily. The blood of Jesus covers us eternally. The high priest presides once for all, and we serve alongside him, consecrated. Holy Spirit's power seals us and assures us that God's mercy and grace is with us in our daily journey and our eternal destination. So as we have reflected this Easter time on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, as we experience the cleansing power of the cross, and as we have celebrated today with the knowledge That he is risen. (laughs) He is risen. Okay, I needed you to have that extra option. That was terrible. (laughs) We know that Jesus is our hope revealed for our past, providing forgiveness for our sins, no matter who we are or what we have done. We are clean because of his sacrifice. Jesus is our hope revealed in our present, providing power through Holy Spirit's presence to know God's will and to intercede and advocate on our behalf. That if we open our eyes and draw close to him, we will begin to see that presence and transformation becomes our reality today. And Jesus is our hope revealed for our future, providing promises for our lifetime and our eternity. The story began at the very beginning. And the narrative runs consistently through scripture and we continue to be a part of the story now and into the future, into eternity even, according to the promises of Jesus and the faithfulness of God. It is because he lives that we can face tomorrow until eternity.